Welcome to Alphabet Flight's Psychopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests where we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Art, and with me today is someone who'll make you, like, real dizzy. Sean! <laughs> How's it going? It's going fine. Um, today we're talking about, uh, we're talking about a gal who really knows how to make your, your head spin. <laughs> It's it's vertigo. All right, all right. That's good. That's good. I, I'm feeling good about that. She she uh, spins me right round, baby, right round. Yeah, yeah. Except for not in the context of that song, <laughs> uh, but because <laughs> uh, that song is about a bee. Um, but 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 yeah, we're talking about Vertigo, who is one of the uh, Marauders I barely think about. Uh huh. Um, although I don't. Hmm, how many of the Marauders do I not think about? The, uh, there there are a couple. That I mean, a Grey Crow is is has become pretty amazing character in Zeb Wells Hellion's book. I don't think about Harpoon no. a lot because that one a little racist, little oh. little racist, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> yeah. I don't, and I definitely don't think about Vertigo, but but yeah, we're uh, we're going to be talking about Vertigo. So at this point in time, uh, well, actually, do you remember what Vertigo looks like? Yeah, she's um uh. Thin woman with like kind of white blonde hair. She has a swirly green costume. She actually she's a marauder, but she was also one of the Savage Land like mutates. mutates. Yeah, so she's. I actually think of her in that more often than I do as a marauder. I sometimes forget she's a marauder because she's in that Marvel fanfare four parter that starts Marvel fanfare back in the eighties, which is like Chris Claremont and Michael Golden, and I and so that that's where I remember her most distinctly from. Yeah. Well, um, she has. Well, I would say it's almost greenish blonde, which is weird. Yeah, it is. Her hair is greenish blonde. Uh, I think the last time she actually showed up at something major was a Deadpool video game. <laughs> That's fitting. Which I remember, I liked that boss fight. Yeah, um, a lot. But uh, she also really gets hit with the whole um, "I need to show both my boobs and my butt at all times." Uh, There's a lot of side problem. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but speaking of. Uh, but yeah, right now, and I think currently, we don't know her real name. I don't know her real name. Yeah, I've only ever known her as Vertigo. Yeah, I, I looking at Comic Vine, I don't see it in it either. Um, she is an assassin. Mm -hmm. Identity secret. Legal status is unrevealed. No other known aliases. She was born in the Savage Land. Her marital status is unrevealed, but it's presumably single. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, so she first showed up in... Uh, Marvel fanfare issue number one, uh, which I think has a pretty decent cover. Oh, yeah. And they have Michael Golden do the cover. You know, a uh, good way to sell the first issue of something is to have Spider-Man on the cover. <laughs> I feel like that was still a thing at that point. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good one. Um, and I don't know why they needed that mm -hmm. little like, little button thing there that says, first issue, this is it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, I do like her outfit. I don't... It's interesting. It's an interesting, you know, it's a little change on the bodysuit. She has, like, a bodysuit with a nice little, like, off-the-shoulder 
uh, off the mm-hmm. off the shoulder cut on one side, and one of her arms are free from the fabric. <laughs> yeah, which I think yeah. is needed sometimes because, like, as much as I like a like a, a bodysuit and everything, sometimes I need to change it up a little bit. Um, and and yeah, and besides that, she's just like a pretty lady with blonde or uh, with blonde or green hair, depending on the era. Um, but yeah, so that is her. Uh, yeah, so she, there's not a lot on this one, uh, by the way. So she's a, apparently a native of the Savage Land, a tropical jungle on the Antarctic continent. It appears that Brainchild, one of the superhuman beings on the Savage Land mutates. Also, you can listen to the episode called Savage Land Mutates that I did last season. <laughs> uh, Brainchild's gross. Yeah. He's disgusting. No, he's real gross. It's not just because he has a big head. He's just a gross person. No. Um, yeah. But but yeah, he used like advanced genetic engineering to techniques to endow her with superhuman powers. It's even possible that Vertigo originally had a much different appearance, which was also altered by Brainchild's artificial mu- uh, mutation techniques. It was a mem- it was a member of the Savage Land Mutates that Vertigo first battled when the team of mutant adventurers known as the X-Men. It had not been revealed how Vertigo came to join the Marauders, a band of mutants that worked as assassins in the employ of the enigmatic mastermind known as Mr. Sinister. Uh, Sinister sent the Marauders to murder the entire populations of Murlocs, a community of mutants living underground in New York, the New York City area. Vertigo and her partners succeeded in this task, killing a vast majority of the Morlocks. In this, of course, the mutant ma- in this mutant massacre, uh, the Marauders first classed with uh, the X-Men and X-Factor. And also Thor. And I think, did Daredevil get underground at all? He was involved Power Pack. No, Power fought Pack. Fought Sabretooth. Yeah, yeah Power Pack. <laughs> which, again, those poor kids. Those poor kids. Oh, they've, they've been through a lot. The wizard tried to steal their powers recently. Just, mm-hmm. That was a fun miniseries. It's such a fun miniseries. I love Wolverine. <laughs> I love, well, I love Ryan North, the writer of that miniseries, wrote um, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. He's one of my favorite writers. Yeah, I hope they do like a uh, another. I don't want to denigrate like the uh, 2000s all ages comics and everything, but it was aimed those like. Those were fun. Those yeah. were fun, but they're aimed at like really, really young. Yeah, yeah. They're, and they're not really counted to be in continuity. So if, they, if they're going to take Power Pack forward, I would love to see them do what they did in that in that recent mini. Yeah, I would like them to like, you know, still make it all ages. But you can do yeah. that in the same way that kids movies does it, where they traumatize you subtly. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah you gotta kill kill one of the parents, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, that was real fun. But yeah, a lot of people got involved. I think the Mutant Massacre was like the first like true crossover well it's the first it's the first in-house crossover so like there had been you know marvel secret wars volume one volume two dc had done crisis and legends so there had been like big multi you know cross company crossovers but mutant massacre was the first ever house book crossover like like this is an x-men crossover and then it was so successful that that actually became kind of the norm moving forward and let me you probably heard me sigh this then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm. it sure was a thing that set a trend for a long time that definitely yes, did yeah. not cause me to dislike x-men as a as a title for a long time <laughs> where also i'm gonna get this off in chest real quick we're about done um batter battle of the atom uh-huh 
they did Molly Hayes so bad. Oh yeah, I stopped. Yeah, I don't like her. I stopped. Yeah, I don't like her as a villain. It. Yeah, I agree. Also, it was the first time she showed up in like almost ten years on panel. Yeah. Then it, now it does make sense if you think about the way she's been raised, but I don't like it. No, I don't like it. Well, but here's the thing: you can make her evil. You could do you could do your fifteenth, you know, days of future past rehash, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. Like, also, I didn't like that they just did days of future past again, or yeah, and not well massacre yeah. again. Eh. Um, but uh, she showed up like maybe three times over like the eleven part series, and mm-hmm. then they killed her off screen. Yeah, like you can't do my girl that bad. And then on top of that, I stopped reading for maybe five years. Uh, I don't know. And then I decided, hey, you know, I you know, wasn't really vibing with uh, Brian Michael Bendis at the time, but like a black black vortex, you know, whatever. I was kind of reading Guardians at the time here and there. And then I'm mm-hmm. just like, stop it. Stop doing this to characters I like. <laughs> <laughs> but well, she was she was back in the they had a runaways book recently by Rainbow yes, Rowell, which was really, so good. really good. So good. Yeah, really good. Uh, the ep- the issue where they where they dealt with um her getting the invitation to Krakoa, mm-hmm. yeah, and there being a mix up where people where they thought she was well someone was messing with her phone and sent uh-huh. out like a distress signal <laughs> to get the- it was good it yeah it was Pixie shows up and Wolverine and that was a fun book and Rainbow Rowell's one of my favorite writers her books are amazing. Uh, Eleanor and Park is is a, a beautiful book, but she's also going to be writing the new She Hulk book. I, so yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Rainbow uh, Rainbow Wells Rainbow. I was forgetting last name. It's Rowl. Rowl's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's a, also a writer you need to look out for. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, Marvel is hiring some top tier talent nowadays. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Which did okay. I might be cutting this part out. <laughs> Do you think the fact that Brian Michael Bendis isn't like you know the lead architect is what led that to that? Because it seems like as soon as he left, like quality of stuff popped up like almost immediately. I, I don't think I don't think Bendis was holding back people or holding back other writers. In fact, it, it, to be honest with you, very few creators in the industry have ever promoted uh, women, uh, you know, as creators as much as Brian Michael Bendis. I mean, he like he was a huge voice for for female creators, but. He just dominated the house style of Marvel for a good 15 to 20 years. And when I when he left, it was almost like the lid came off or the roof came off. And people were like, oh, there's no more house style. We can go some really interesting direction. So I think it was a very good thing for Marvel. Just like Claremont was sort of the house style of Marvel in the 80s. And it was great, but it was also a good thing when he left and some other voices could kind of have their say. You know, it's just, it's just, I don't think it's a great thing when one voice dominates, yeah. you know, any company for too long. Yeah, because like, because like after, after Civil War II and he, you know, went over to DC for Spy- Superman, like we, I guess the, I, I guess who you would consider like the B-listers and stuff, like the people who did like a lot of good, good work, but weren't really mm-hmm. promoted or advertised as much, like immediately got like, like Jerry Duggan got a lot more mm-hmm. play. Uh, Al Ewing. Al Ewing got a lot more play. We have uh, like Leo Williams, uh, mm-hmm. Vita Bayali. Uh, I always forget how to say your last name. Um, Vita Ayala. Yeah. yeah Vita, T.B. Howard. T.B. Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's too many names for me to name, but immediately, like, they were able to get a bit of that spotlight. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's good because like Marvel right now is doing pretty good. Like I can't really say I don't dislike the direction they're going. Yeah, I look, I love Bendis. Um, I loved early Bendis especially, but by the time he left Marvel, it was it was past time. Mar- it was time for he and Marvel to take a break from each other. And and I, I was excited when he left to see like well, what voices will emerge. And I'd always been a huge Al Ewing fan. Um, you know, he's amazing. Jason Aaron, you know, just Kelly Thompson. There were all these writers who were kind of waiting in the wings and and have now come out and emerged as the big writers, which is really great. Well, just just uh Donnie Kate's ascendancy alone. Oh yeah. Yeah. <sighs> alone. I cannot wait for his Hulk run. To go for hey, the first issue has come out and it's shockingly good considering the run he's following is is going to go down as maybe the best Hulk run ever. He has come in firing. It's really impressive. Well, it was kind of like with Thor. It'd be like, uh-huh. oh, who's going to who's going to be able to do nearly as good as Jason Aaron? Oh, I don't know. Kate's just casually knocked out of the park first issue. <laughs> it's It's crazy. His whole thing is, oh, I'm going to be the guy who follows legendary runs where no one else will touch it because they don't want to be compared to it and no one thinks anything can be as good and I'm going to come in and do such a good job that people are going to be like, oh, here's another legendary run. It is, it is unbelievably impressive. Yeah, like, the fact that he almost makes me like Eddie Brock. Like, almost. I've never read a Venom book in my life. I hate that character and I picked up that book because of, of him and Ryan Stegman and it's my one of my favorite comics of the last five years. I mean, and, and you know, to tie it all back, Coates' talent is so good, it almost gives you vertigo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of, yeah, so, yeah, she did a bunch of stabby stabbies with uh, ugly mutants. Um, <laughs> and then, subsequently, the X-Men thwarted Marauder's attempts to carry out the Sinister... I almost said Sinister Sex. That would be a weird universe. Uh, Sinister's uh, orders to murder his former pawn, Madeline Pryor, in San Francisco. Later, Sinister sent the Marauders to battle the X-Men during the time of the demonic invasion of New York City, known as the Inferno. Um, also, she's not to be confused with the deceased member of the Salem Seven, who bore the same alias. Yeah, because everyone thinks about the Salem Seven. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the truth is, most people get her confused with Count Vertigo from D.C., because they basically they have, the, have same the same powers, power. but <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, she is five six, weighs one fifteen, blue eyes, silver hair. Okay, I just call that like blonde, but you know. Yeah. Uh, also, sometimes she has green hair. It seems to alternate depending on who's drawing her. Um, she does, you know, moderate regular exercise, and she has the power to wait. I want to know. Real quick, and we'll, we'll we'll discuss terms in just one moment. But it says, <laughs> is a mutant who possesses superhuman ability to distort other living beings' sense of balance, thereby mm-hmm. inducing sensations of vertigo and possibly unconsciousness? Or superpower, superhuman power appears to be psionic in nature, and presumably functions in by acting upon the organs of the inner ears of her victims that controls their sense of balance. I. Is she a mutant? So, in my mind, she's a mutate. Yeah. Like, she was part of the Savage Land mutates. Yeah. Who were all artificial, gave gave powers artificially. So, she may, I mean, the truth is, she may have been a mutant 
amongst the mutates. You know, like I don't think they're going to quibble. She's she's basically a stock character, right? She has a cool power set, cool name, cool look, but zero personality or backstory. And you know, and and but she does show up in you know one of the most famous runs of all time. I mean, she is there. She helps kill or not kill. She helps crucify Warren Worthington, the angel. Yeah. You know, she's one of the people who helps take him down. So it's funny because she's had a prominent role in a couple of big story arcs, but I, I don't, I mean, I don't think she's ever had any personality developed. I, I but I think, I think now they've just retconned that she is a mutant. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she got invited to uh, Krakoa. I, I see. It's funny. That's my first question. When you said who we were covering right now, I was like, oh, have we seen her on Krakoa? No, see, I mean, we've seen the other Marauders. So, okay, um, I asked uh, Rob, um, who is on the Marvel research team, um, if it would be possible just to get a list of names of people on Krakoa. Uh-huh. And um, he said very uh, upfront, I mean, probably, but that would probably require X-Men, our X-Men guy on the team to go crazy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although um I like looking at these. Uh I like also Comic Vine is what I use for just like um general stuff because they tend to be a little bit more accurate with attribution at mm-hmm. over the 80s anyway. So uh attribution of like who did what and where they show up and everything. Um but Comic Vine also has uh lists because it is a wiki. Um and under Vertigo, if you look at the if you look at the top top rated list for Vertigo, uh, hers is uh, first one women to di- a woman woman to die for, which has a hundred <laughs> items, which means it should be women. And then there's uh, my best mutants female. Uh, uh, who's who's top? okay? Betsy Braddock is apparently the my best mutants female. Betsy mm, Betsy Braddock. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if I disagree. I think Storm should be higher than her. Yeah, I, I agree. Jubilee definitely should be higher. Pixie should be higher. Uh, I don't know. Psylocke would be top five, but I, I think Storm's always number one. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to disagree with it a little bit more. I like Pixie a lot more than I like a, leather, a lot of other mutants. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, it's whatever. And uh, the, top, the top person for woman to die for is Natalia Castle. Who is that? Uh, apparently, a part of Danger Girl. What is that? Mm, it's not... It's not marvel specific oh okay j scott campbell image yeah yeah it's danger girl so <laughs> forget it's that. a real cheesecakey uh drawing too oh yeah j scott campbell yeah. yeah so uh yeah one of them unfortunately the first one would be like uh it was just a list of 100 people who raped other people and co- uh, like on script comics Jeez. i'm just like wow that's fun to look at <laughs> yeah the, the wow. problem was and not a problem I didn't disagree with any of the list. Oh, they just I, like because like almost all of it was just like except for one. One of them just like yeah, he's rapey. He's just like did he do it? Uh, you know whatever. But everyone on there was did do sexual assault. So you know, man, how do we get there from Vertigo? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> talk about list. Also, uh, Vertigo is very stock standard. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, she's a marauder, so she shows up when the marauders show up. And nowadays, I mean, for the last 10, 15 years. They've just been background clone villains. You know, they just haven't had any personality. I mean, up until really the Krakoa age with Hellions, with with Grey Crow, they haven't done anything with any of the Marauders. And so she's just kind of a stock villain. But again, cool name, cool power set, cool look. I wouldn't mind her being a 
character on one of the X teams in the Krakoan age and getting to, to know a little bit about her, especially if she's just completely amoral, you know, if she's like, I'm just a mercenary, I go where the money is. I think that's interesting. I would say that um, if they don't do a good enough job at saying this is Vertigo, someone might be like, well, Peralt, Peralt. Polaris looks different today. Yeah, um, yeah, that'd be really easy to confuse her with Polaris. <laughs> yeah, because they have the whole pretty white lady with green hair thing going on right now. Um, Though her green is different. She's got like kind of a light green. Polaris has the dark green. There's, you know, I mean, yeah, range. Yeah, but it's still, like, the difference retreats. <laughs> still over, green hair. The difference. Yeah, white girl with green hair. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I I have I have problems uh, telling, telling many of the mutants that are just, like, brown brown hair and... Yeah. Are vaguely human passing. Uh, well, it's like you know Saturnine and Emma Frost walk into a room, and it's you know it's the same thing. Yeah, you're like, wait, what? Is which that, one? Is that yeah. Saturnine or Emma Frost? Oh, I mean, it could be both. Yeah. There which is one. Yeah, which one's which? There's probably a universe where Emma Frost has some multiversal control. Oh yeah, yeah. I would be surprised I mean, she has amazing. like a multiversal like company somewhere in an, in another universe. It. But whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, what do you have to plug? Oh, uh, that's also a really abrupt segue. Um, well, thanks for having me. This is this is fun to talk about a, a character who's not so much a character, but she's you know she's been in cool stories. Uh, you can find me on the Pulp to Pixel Podcast Network. I co-host um, Marvel Secret Wars and Beyond, where we covered every issue of every Secret Wars miniseries from Marvel. Uh, I'm on the Never Ending Reading Pile, where we talk about some of our favorite books over the years, and then I'm co-host of the Bat Pod with Bill Beer, where we cover all the new Bat books as they are coming out. Mm. Yes, a fellow person who does a lot of podcasts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too too many, but but still, they're fun. Um, my name's Art. I have another podcast podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in somewhat lurid ways. I have a. I also have uh, several ways you can support me. You can either go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram to share and you know maybe interact with me or Jordan on there. Uh, you can also support monetarily by going to at Alphabet Flight. I mean, sorry, at patreon.com slash Alphabet Flight to give me like a dollar or something like that a month, if not more. Um, and you can also do the thing everyone tells you. Rate, review, subscribe on your podcast of choice. And maybe tell a friend. Uh, I can't be the only person who wants to know about random characters and their histories. So, you know, tell someone. Uh, this has been... Oh, also, maybe write into the Marvel office email and say you want another handbook. Yes, that would be awesome. Please? Hmm? <laughs> there's a lot of new characters I don't know much about because there's a lot of books out. And that'd be a good way to learn about them. This has been um, Alphabet Flight. And may Contra protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Good night.